This is our women's meeting well, of October. Going on right now. <laughs> and uh, we're recording just so you know what's going on. <laughs> okay, so we need to do the opening prayer, don't we? Mm -hmm. Who wants to do the opening prayer? One minute. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. Dear Lord, thank you for today and thank you for everything you've done. Just watch over us and protect us and um, help us be able to plan what the church needs to outreach and to grow, dear Lord, and just to glorify you in all things we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. What's what's first, Madam President? <laughs> Prayers. Go ahead with Shirley. Okay. Shirley and Wayne, they're both sick. They've got bronchitis. Well, Wayne was here Wednesday night. He's doing a little better, yeah. but he's not over it. He's still not feeling like Wayne. Um, Trent and Andy. They're both quarantining, and Tritt definitely has it. Andy's had some symptoms, but she hasn't had a lot of symptoms, so she hasn't gotten them tested. Okay, I'm going to put Ashley on it. Yes, I think that would be good. That somebody, I pray for her all the time, that somebody, they got to put some Christian in her path to lead her back. She's so far out there right now. I think we need to just lift up the church in general for prayer. And I've even... Well, maybe we need to pray for COVID to, <laughs> to go away or quit affecting. Maybe just quit affecting everything so much. Yeah, because I was out of work for... Yesterday was our first day back at work. Oh, really? Within a week. Well, we are told, my, my center is told that we are the only ones in the area operating at 100% capacity. Mm -hmm. And we have not had to close down but one room twice. And that was once before I came down there and once after I came down there. Mm -hmm. Guess whose room it was? My room. Mm -hmm. But, um... Since I have been doing it, I take it I, I must clean more clean bleach. Better. I mm. probably pop more bleach to it. <laughs> but anyway, we haven't had a bunch of cases, and we are told we are very blessed. Well, when it first started, I was out of work for three weeks, and I still ain't got paid for it. Oh, you never got paid? I never got paid, and we still ain't got our stimulus check. Well, that's weird. So we got... Did you ever call... Well, I kept getting online, and then uh, they wouldn't even let me, you know, uh, keep go putting in for it. And they said pending, and then mentioned something, and I printed it out something about the company. But then we got this one lady; she's only got partial of her pay. Well, no, I got we got ours, okay, and then nice. we got back pay, like months afterwards. But then we got back pay, like months afterwards. And I don't know exactly how how we got that, but it explained it all. And I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> so I made more with that than I did going back to work, but I'm not lazy. <laughs> so, well, that's one thing. So I went back to work. Because we had one lady, she quit after they were, we were told to come back. But she stayed out because she had, her husband stays home to scoop with the kids. But she stayed home too because they didn't want her out. Hmm. And uh, we kind of thought she stayed out because wanting that extra money. But in, anybody else? Um, well, along with the prayer for Trent about the COVID, please pray that he gets his unemployment because he's out for two weeks with mm -hmm. no pay. And that's hard on everybody when they're out with no pay. Um, and you can no longer, when you file for unemployment, it does not have the little thing that says COVID. You know, used to when you filed, mm. you clicked the COVID-related. It didn't have that. Well, that's because they didn't re-up it. It's just regular unemployment now. So, yeah, so I don't really know. I don't know what's going on with all this because I had a hard enough time the first time. <laughs> with all of it. Um, we, all, we all helped each other at work <laughs> to get it. Doris and James. Yes, James is having a very hard time. And James' son. What's wrong with James' son? He's the one that had the aneurysm. Oh, that, oh, that's right. I am so sorry. Uh, <laughs> too, too many people with too much wrong. And had a stroke at the same time, wasn't it? I thought okay. so. Okay. Um, we need to pray for the clients because Michael's job may it, not last. It, well, it's talking about moving him because they are running out of work here. Mm. So they're probably going to have to move out of state. They will not know until February. So please be praying for them because we really don't want to lose them. We love those three little mm. wild boys. <laughs> um, and them. But, uh, and pray for Tara. Uh, her daughter, Morgan, has COVID. Ooh. And Morgan, uh, the oldest daughter, does not have a spleen. So this is not really good for her. Because usually when she gets sick, because of this has to do with your immune system, she gets very sick. So it's more, so she is really worried about Morgan. Um, Morgan's uh, father and stepmother also have COVID. And they have a seven-month-old. So, so just be praying for Morgan's family. Uh, let's see. Is there anybody else in the church sick that we know of? No, I'm quite sure there's someone else sick. Which is <laughs> That's why I said the church in general. Okay. <clears throat> Steve said, yes, the church in general, because we are... We are trying to figure out how to navigate this without making a lot of people sick. Uh, so far, we have been very blessed. I want to say that. We have been very, very blessed as a church because we have been able to start back. We have been able to not have too many cases. Um, from what I can tell, we've had people that have been exposed, but we haven't just had a bunch of cases. We haven't had any deaths. 
that were members of the church due to COVID. Uh, even, the, even the church that I work for has had more cases and has had a death due to COVID. So it's an older person uh, that already had uh, problems. But So this is good as far as what God is doing with us. And, of course, we need to pray for them. They're, they're a little bit bigger than us. But, um, they're life church. Yeah. But we, so there are lots of things going on. We know some churches have been able to go back into it full force and do everything and all, but some of these bigger churches that have been able to do that also have had a lot of cases. And th- so I don't really know. We just need to pray and thank God for the blessings he's given us. <laughs> uh, is that all on the prayer list? <clears throat> all I can think of right now. Do you want to? Well, what about? Uh, and we need to pray for Marie because Marie is uh, having some difficulties. Has <clears throat> she got Alzheimer's? As I understand it, it's it's a form of dementia. It's not. You know, I've noticed a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not. But they, but they got her on medications, and they had to change her medicine. That helped a lot. But she, her memory is affected, and I think it is a form of dementia. I do not know if it is caused from uh, some of the medicine, or if it's caused from, or if it's just started on her. You, you'll have to talk to Daryl more to really understand it. But I do understand that it is some form of dementia, but it's kind of at a stopping point at the moment. But some days it's worse than others. So that much I do know. Because she was hiding the other day to call Steve. And she was at herself when she called Steve, but Daryl didn't want her bothering Steve. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. (laughs) I can't. I get a little confused about how that's going myself. <laughs> okay, there's no more prayer. No. Our old business. <laughs> okay, um, our old business goes all the way back to March, and Ooh, it's, it's when we talked about theming family night, which we're not able to do right now. Our Head Start backpacks. Oh. Um. Oh, and if we have we any, ended up with 28. Okay. Oh, and if we have any extra, I have two little ones that do not have backpacks that I would love to, if we have extra. Just extra backpacks? To, yeah, that I it would love. To, I just need a boy and a girl. But if we can't do it, it's okay. Um, I'll, I'll find another way. It's just that they don't have one, and I know part of it's the, I, I know these families. I know oh, part of it's the yeah, so there was the egg hunt, which didn't happen due to COVID. I'm going to give you this. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> and the game night potluck that was supposed to happen in March, but didn't happen due to COVID. We haven't had any meetings due to COVID. This, uh, somebody gave me some money for some backpacks. That was a lot of change. I think that's what it was for. So when they gave me money, I put it in here. <laughs> and now if it's 
I mean, you know, since we've designated the Head Start, it's <clears> all got to go to Head Start. Don't worry about it. This was just if we thought we had extra, because ours is not Head Start. Ours is just preschool. Well, we don't have no plastic ones, because I had to go and buy a couple extra up at uh, Walmart. It doesn't matter what it is at Mom's Preschool. But I've got the ones I know we're getting for the, what you call it, Appalachian. Yeah. And I'm not as worried about the stuff in <clears> it as I just... If you happen to have a couple of extra backpacks, so they need little backpacks. And well, we still got some upstairs, so if you want to get a couple of those, and so these parents are that hard. the backpacks was the only active old business there because everything else was canceled. So we're to new business. How, how are we doing on the backpacks? We got twenty-eight. Um, no, that was for the head start. Oh, yeah, for the head start. But right now we've got 10 upstairs. Yeah, and that's okay. for the Appalachia. Appalachia is 10. Yeah, and, head so, start and that's active, so. Are we working on Appalachia now, or are we uh -huh. working on Head Start? Appalachia. Appalachia. Back, uh, head, head Start doesn't get there. Yeah, head Start's in the head spring. Okay. Appalachia's in the fall. Okay. Um... And thank you for clarifying that for the people that are listening to the meeting. Those of you that can't be here that are listening to the meeting, you can still get involved with the backpacks, even if you're not at the meeting. See Kim. <laughs> okay, now, <laughs> Kim is our backpack lady. Uh, <laughs> when are they due? In two weeks. i got to get back online and check on the... Last year, the delivery thing was in Talladega at the association, I think it was. Yeah, we need to check and make sure. And then, um, I know it was in the first week or two that it had to be delivered. But when I checked on it last time, it said coming soon, more info. Well, our next thing that's coming up fairly quickly is the trunk or treat. Mm -hmm. um, which is going to happen on Halloween because Halloween's on a Saturday this year. And what we're planning on doing right now is a drive-through trunk or treat. You get to still decorate your trunks. Whoever has the best or most liked trunk will get, you know, the gift card that year of the of this year. <laughs> um, and this year. yeah. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to have, like, the, the, this side of the parking lot be the enter. They're going to come in, do a slow drive. We hand them candy with our gloved hands. Mm -hmm. And then we they'll still, exit out. We can still decorate our trunks. We can still dress up. But we have to wear our gloves. And our mask. Our mask. And the candy needs to be pre-wrapped candy, of course, nothing homemade, you know how that goes, and we can hand it out with the yeah. gloves. That way we're not breathing on them and we're not touching their candy. You are safe. Please come get candy. <laughs> and we still need a lot of candy. And we still need a lot of trunks. Yeah. So we need everybody to come and decorate their trunks. And um, we've got to find a way to get them excited and get I'm them here. I'm going to have trunks. a <laughs> sign-up sheet for tomorrow just so we can get a number. And we need to mention that um, they're going to win a prize. Yeah. Because uh, that kind of gets people. We know, might. Accepted. If there's enough trunks, then we can do a first, second, and third. 
if there's enough trunks. If not, I'm sorry, there's only one prize. <laughs> and then nothing. She will nothing prizes, make more trucks. Nothing gory or inappropriate for kids, of please course, to decorate. Please remind Zach of that. Yeah. The only person I'm worried about that with is Zach because he was getting all excited saying, I can decorate my trailer. I'm like, what you going to mm. decorate your trailer with? <laughs> yeah, he likes the scary stuff, so we're going to try to get him not to be scary. So, um, it can be scary fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just can't be. You and know, then like, Remy's going to think everybody's celebrating her birthday that day because that's her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be two. And that's what she's going to think for the rest of her life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone celebrates my birthday. <laughs> the whole United that's States of America. I'll be two years old. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's the most recent thing coming up that we... it's really planned we just need to finalize how many trunks we have and candy needs to be brought lots and lots of candy, candy. we need candy so that would be good I just gave her lots and lots of candy yeah <laughs> I got to give you more and more candy dad and I went to pick it up and then we were at Sam's and we went buying more stuff and so we decided we'd pick up the candy later so we got to go back and pick up candy because they have some great big giant bags just go get candy and don't look at anything else. <laughs> I gotta get the kids' Halloween costumes. Okay, any other new business? Um, I think it would be good if y'all don't mind, you know, those of us that like to dress up, if we dress up to hand out the candy. Because, you know, the kids aren't going to mm -hmm. get to get out this year. They're mm -hmm. not going to get to do the... They're going to get... It's not going to be as much fun for them because they're sitting in the car. But this will be something. And I have heard that people are amazed that we're doing this so far. And they're happy that we're doing this. I have already had several at work say so they're going to bring their kids because even some of the big churches are not doing anything. <laughs> Dr. Norby's doing a drive-through trunk or treat. I do, I do not understand why the idea of a drive through truck or treat is not taking off. Why? I thought everybody would do it that way, but it's not. So we well, should have a good I know, many people. I know some people, what they, they've done instead is uh, at some other churches, because I'm on a children's director's page, um, they did treat buckets that they're preparing that has a little pumpkin and some candy and a Bible lesson, kind of like an Easter basket. Mm-hmm. So that that's what they're uh, doing instead, because they haven't they're they're not back at services yet. This church that's doing this. Well, if we could get the little baggies donated this year, it would be nice if we could give them like we have know, a church card and a and a track and a maybe a little. Well, I ordered some tracks the other day. I think he ordered two hundred tracks. Okay. Um, we usually have on a good year. We usually have. 250 to 300 people on a bad year we usually still have at least 150 because I know we got some little bags and they're little they're about this big now and it's got like a cross and a pumpkin it says Jesus shining on me <laughs> uh, there's another two other sayings I can't remember but it, yeah. uh, and um, God loves I probably you need and to make sure that we still got Steve's cards because I usually try yeah, to you put probably one need of those to order another box of, of the cards. Card, it has the service times, which eventually we do want to go back to all of the service times. Well, I'll get some for Rick because I know he's got. 
We about yeah. I, if that's what their trunk is going to give out, mm -hmm. you can just give Rick the cards to put in the in the bags. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll try to make sure that we got some more. We got enough. Because I got about 72 bags. If not, I'll make us up some flyers. Yeah. And there's some, I got a box. It's not quite 100 anymore, but I got a box of little paper bags uh, with handles, little gift bags. Well, I just thought if we could preload some of those with mm -hmm. the church information and the I'll candy, bring it'd one be to a show little you. bit easier. Show now, you more. Okay. You know um, we're going to run out towards the end and we're just going to beat this, you know, out of the bucket. Because we've <laughs> also ordered, we ordered from Ore Rating Trading, uh, the little plastic crosses. And it's got Discover the Treasure of God's Love. I right. think it would be good because we're pushing harvest more than we are Halloween. Because we like that's why we're not doing the Friday the 13th style mm -hmm. stuff that's just, you know, that we're not doing that. Now, what, it can be little, like your little, I know, your little stuff that you put in there, like little, little cute ghosties. They were cute. The cute is fine. <laughs> what skeletons? You had some little skeletons that hung down there, and they were little smiley skeletons. They oh, were cute. that was on the trunk. Yeah, they were on the truck. They were cute. But it's not the gory kind. Yeah, you don't understand Zach. I've had yeah. you. Jack would get a chainsaw out there. Yeah, no, no, Zach. You'd be chasing somebody <laughs> down the street. We'd be going, no, Zach. No, Zach. Bad Zach. So, <laughs> so we're not doing that. We, we don't want to have anybody come to church and get scared, you know. Mm. I mean, we have, we, and of course, what they wear is fine because, you know, we've had the devil come visit <laughs> several times. When we, and a joker. And uh, yeah, we've had we've had all of them come visit several times. So, what what they wear is fine. We just don't want to be the one, the one scaring uh, so the kids. So that means we need to talk a little bit about next month. Just a little bit. Are we doing uh, cards for the veterans? That's what I was going to uh, ask if we. Are. But I don't know because it's kind of too close. Yeah, it's cutting it really close because we didn't get to talk about it back in. Last maybe night. for Christmas, maybe we can give them Christmas because they last year we didn't. I think we had like over two hundred and fifty cards and all. Are you saying cards for Thanksgiving or no for, for Veterans, Veterans Day. Day? For Veterans Day, when is Veterans November eleventh? Uh huh. That is cutting it kind of close. Yeah. It? So that's why I said maybe Christmas cards. Let's just plan on Christmas this year. I hate to cut out Veterans Day, mm -hmm. but I don't know if we can get enough. What do y'all think? Well, not last year. Plus, it's hard getting people here, so we have to have enough to Yeah, tell we have to have enough time. Because some of them are listening to the things that we do on Facebook and stuff, and whether they come or not, they're sending their stuff in, or coming at least mm -hmm. that one yeah. time to bring the stuff in then. Because, um, well, like, like the Brady's listen every Sunday because they feel like after his cancer and all, he's... Um, more apt to get it so they listen every Sunday and I, I feel like people like them would still send stuff because we've had that happen but they might not hear of it right off because they're not here all the time and then get it here quickly like I said last year it was a slump <laughs> because uh, we've been sending like 400 because there's 400 residents in the veterans hot yeah. home but like I said it was like a just over 250 yes, last year. 
So, not so we need to strive for, for, we need to tell people we need striving, 400 cards. We're striving for 400 cards. Our goal is 400 cards. And it's a nice place because I got to go with Rick last year to d deliver it because we didn't wasn't able to go no further than the reception desk, but it was a nice place. Well, my suggestion on the cards and on the trunk or treat is not only having Steve announce it, not only us putting it on the Facebook and stuff, but we reach out to the other people that we know or have numbers from church and say, hey, we really need trunks. Hey, we really need cards. This is going to, I know there's just four of us here on this first meeting, but um, there are people, other people that are interested and yep. want to be here that are either working or scared to death. So, or forgot. You know, you get out of the habit. I mean, look, your, your pastor's wife is forgetful. If, if my daughter wasn't my memory, I probably would forget stuff. But, <laughs> so, um, Let's reach out. Let's all, can we all agree to do that, to try to reach out, whether it's through a text or through a call or through your Facebook page? <laughs> you know, whatever is convenient for you. Mm -hmm. can, can we try to reach out and mm -hmm. not only let other people know about it, but to let the church people know we got to have trumps. Okay. People are planning on coming. And then I think, really, and we uh, gotta have cards. <laughs> the last thing is, we we know it's too late to really be able to plan anything for like a Thanksgiving dinner because we gotta follow guidelines. Yeah, and because stuff. your but, dad's got the guidelines. They did it at work, but it's very very picky. Yeah, I, one so, has to be over this, and they have to be the only person over that, and they have to have the gloves on and the mask and hand yeah. it out. And this is their little area. And I, I mean, it's very. So picky. I think it's, that's something we need to we need to try and do something for Christmas so, to lift everybody's spirits after this this crappy year. Mm -hmm. it, Don't um, use that word. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah, that's a good word. It's well, okay, 2020, and I could use another word. word. I tell the four-year-olds <laughs> not to use that word. Excuse me. But, yeah, it's a bad, it's been a bad year. Yeah, so I think that because everybody is missing family nights. Mm -hmm. They keep saying they're missing the fellowship. They're missing being able to just get together and do what Baptists do best, eat. And okay, we'll talk to the preacher. So <laughs> if we start playing now, we have enough time to figure out how to set up for the guidelines. It would probably be easier to do, go simpler rather than fancier, even though, you know, like maybe yeah. do hamburgers or something. Because we're going to well, have to I was thinking with fancy dessert. Because we're going to have to buy the meat anyway. Well, yeah. If we do something more like that, more not necessarily catered but um like if just choosing the simplest thing barbecue i could do barbecue yeah and then because the person handing it out could have a mask and a little forky yeah. thing and, and then people blood. could still make sides but um no they can't make anything and bring yeah but <laughs> it does really need to be more pre-made stuff well, why couldn't we give um some money to Juanita, and let her, like Publix has got these little containers of coleslaw. Yeah. And the fry, the uh, chicken and, and barbecue, it's easy to get sides for. Because mm -hmm. it's basically the same sides for either meat. 
and you can get those pre-made sides from Publix, from Walmart, from Sam's. You can order big a, a big thing, and so it's pre-made. Well, we could we might could do something like that, and then set up a donation jar. Just yeah, just a little donation jar that since you couldn't bring anything, if you mm -hmm. want to give a dollar or two, you know, towards the cost of it back and to then, the church. You can't. It's easier it's to not, buy. Not demand it, but just put it there if they yeah. want to. Contribute. It's easier to buy pre-made desserts. Or um, do, uh, but we'll have to ask your dad if he wants to do yeah, it. Yeah. So way, we could ask everybody if to for dessert bring pre-made only. Like go to your favorite store and get your favorite pie. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing as like giving out the candy. They've got to be packaged se separately or pre-packaged. Because, well, like this stuff today is prepackaged. Yeah. And we didn't all touch everybody else's. No, know, but we, we we'd have to, from the women's group, we're going to have to say, okay, I'll do this table and I'll do this table. What you are assigned to yeah. is what you are assigned to and you don't leave it till you're done. Yeah, so. <laughs> and that's, but yeah. now Steve can explain that more because he got the OSHA regulation, all the or the COVID regulations, the health department regulation, all the different ones that work. It also means like when we want seconds, we're going to have to like probably let everybody finish eating their first round and then go, okay, now we can do seconds. Well, they're probably going to have to throw their plate away and yeah. just get a whole new plate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can't just keep getting. So we have That's time. Like if we start now drinks, here in October, the drinks, but you we don't have bring your drink. Back. A month and a half to two months to be able to plan this. Um, and I'm going to try. Well, the, get, only, the only reason I keep mentioning your father is because he's actually had to yeah. plan something like this at work and found out what a pain it is. But it made them happy. You're, I agree with you. It, it helped their morale. So do y'all think that it's worth doing all this to help the morale? Yeah, I think it will help the morale okay. of mm -hmm. the church. I'm going to try and for Christmas, um, I won't so, be able to do a play, but maybe the song and dance okay. with the kids because that's something easy to do. They can learn it in kind of a two-hour period. Can we get them all here? <laughs> it's going to, well, so you want a COVID-friendly Christmas? Yes. <laughs> a COVID-friendly <laughs> Christmas. Okay. Pre, you're going to have a pre-packaged pre -packaged dinner. Okay, and it, well, with the sign servers, and we also have to get this okay through the deacons and, and speak. Yeah, which they should to, be. We need to tell them not because they have a meeting in like two weeks. Yeah, so this is a good time to let them to let them know with the sign servers because we have to be able to explain everything we do now as to how and then, we're um, to be COVID mm -hmm. friendly. Donating money to help get the food, and then. Someone can go with Juanita so she doesn't have to go alone. Well, and I don't want to, now, your dad may or may not like that, but. Yeah, that's can, just an we idea. We can ask it. It's an idea. That way people can feel a part of it, <coughs> but if they don't have it, they don't have, it's not a have to, it's just a donation. Yeah. Yeah. And we could write receipts if they want it tax deductible. Yeah, get us a receipt book. It's not a problem. I have, have a receipt. receipt I have a receipt book. Fine, you have a receipt book. <laughs> okay, well, I think that that's it. Okay, so we're going to shoot for barbecue then, you say? Either barbecue or fried chicken, because those are easy. No chicken. 
<laughs> Linda's tired of chicken. Why? What do you mean? Sick of chicken. Linda is sick of chicken. We're going for barbecue. <laughs> Well, we could or do we pizza. Could, or we could have both. I don't like pizza either. <laughs> but I'll eat it. <laughs> we could probably have both. Because <laughs> please, I, no chicken. That's For why. Because <laughs> we're, we're missing preacher appreciation month. Yeah. Yeah, we've t we've totally missed preacher appreciation. Missed and, and what else was it we missed? Oh, Steve forgot. To he says he looked at me. Mom forgot to announce that last Sunday was their anniversary. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, he could have mentioned well, it too. Well, I was I was sending the the Facebook <laughs> yeah. feed out. They were arguing people, about this. All and he Sunday. says he looked at me, and I didn't know. I mean, I was listening to him and watching it, but I didn't notice he was looking at me. I noticed him looking on the thing in that direction, but it's delayed. And so by the time I look up, he's not. So <laughs> She didn't hear, listen to Gina either, did she? No. I, well, Birthday's an anniversary? Well, I wasn't really listening to Gina. No. I, yeah, I was see, listening to Dad. Dad's not the one that says birthdays and anniversaries. It's Gina. <laughs> okay. okay, is that all the new business? That is all the new business. Okay. I got a couple of little cards. Okay. Why is it my fault? He was standing beside Gina. <laughs> Anyway, it says, this is from... <laughs> he wanted you to say it. That's exactly what it is. This is from Second Chance, and it says, Dear ladies, thank you so much for continuing to support Second Chance. We have so many needs for our clients that are not covered under the grants we are able to receive. Supporters like you are what helps us to be able to continue with our program. Please share our gift wrap information enclosed. Our gift wrap session is our biggest fundraiser, and due to COVID, we are having to change locations. Thank you again, Cheryl. Mm, I can't. McWhorter. McWhorter. Make something. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's a second chance gift wrap fundraiser. Bring your gifts. I don't know what kind of gifts. To our outreach administrative office, which is in 615 Wilmer, Aniston. And let our staff wrap your gifts for you. You Christmas can drop gifts. them off and pick up later. And it gives, it goes to um, December the 12th. The hours are Saturday, December the 12th from 10 to 4. Friday, December 18th through Thursday, December 24th from 10 to 6. So you don't have to wrap your Christmas gifts this year. I would... To be honest, I would say it would almost be easier just to make a donation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds bad, but you gotta take them. You gotta take them, and you gotta. So I'm, I'm kind of like, can I? Can really, I really, that—that's the difficult part. You gotta take them, and you gotta pick them up. Oh, so hard. You do realize that. Pretty much shop now by having everything brought in most of the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and we also got a thing from Save a Life, which is a Dinner of Hope 2020 program, Generations for Life, Ministry Update, Save a Life staff. Of course, it listen. But uh, they've got an annual fundraising event October the 22nd at 7 p.m. And you can find more information out on Facebook. Okay. 
and I was trying to see. And it says, this year has been a really golly whopper. We figured you're That's already for, for some it. good news. <laughs> With our word. virtual dinner of hope, only a few weeks away, we have been busy recording stories of hope to share with you. God has been so good to lead us through the hope process, and we can't wait for you to hear all about all he has been doing in 2020 at Save a Life. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, support Save a Life Hope, and invite your family and friends to join us for a night of good news and opportunities to impact future generations. So if anybody's interested, and we do still support that. Yeah, right? we, we still still give money to them. Besides the baby bottle boomerang thing. Oh, we, we, haven't done that we haven't done that one. Uh, We've just done donation. Okay. Uh, Doris usually does the bottles. But she's been busy with James. You know my sense of time. Yeah, you have no sense of time. <laughs> and you can also watch it on Facebook. And you will say start a watch party option. If you want to watch it on Facebook, you can. I guess that's if you're you're wanting to social distance more and you just want to watch it on Facebook instead of donation. Well, it's a virtual dinner. It's a virtual dinner. Oh, okay. So it's on, it's virtual anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wondered how they were going to do that. Sit one at, one or two at a table. <laughs> there is the uh, trafficking hope. Yeah, and I meant to have yeah, that. If. Um, Eventually, if we want to have them speak to our group about sex trafficking, because there has been an uptick in it since the pandemic, because oh, you wouldn't think there would be, but there has been. I was going to make some copies um, to bring for today, but it's and, still on the computer desk. Um, so so I wonder why with the pandemic you would think people would be more afraid, but I guess if you're not afraid of anything you're not afraid of anything but um <clears throat> they can come and talk to us about it and they can come to the church and, and talk to the whole church too and maybe that's some another thing we want to look into donating to is traffic of hope and we can look more into it at traffic of org. traffic of org. yeah and there are local um they're they're local and um they uh, let you know all about the apps parents need to be aware of. Um, let you see signs of predators and, and of if you see anything suspicious, well, just go ahead and call and the cops. What I am finding out, too, is in a, a lot of these places, even in our own country, in a lot of these countries and things, people that are either really, really poor in these countries, like starvation level, or people that are drug addicted and things actually sell their own children well we're next That's to the kind of one of the biggest sad. sex trafficking highways in the south i-20 <clears throat> i was gonna say from here to birmingham yeah it's a huge it it is a really bad sex trafficking highway and that's here in our backyard that's really that and sad. i um i don't personally know this person but i know someone who knows this person who um this person was addicted to heroin and she went to go buy some and she was kidnapped as because she, she was in a bad part of town 
and they kept her drugged up and locked up in a hotel for quite a while till she was able she got out of the drug haze the haze and um was able to escape she did not report it the only way i know about this is because her sister told uh ashley so a lot of it has has to do with the drugs and all too yeah and other things in general that's well, just one know, way of, of we getting know from tara and uh, her work that there is a severe addiction problem um, within our area. Mm -hmm. We know that from the Center of Hope. We know that from they other also things. there's a lot of scams out there that don't look like scams, mm -hmm. and so it's it's a scary world, and we just need to make sure our children are prepared. Yes. Okay. So. Um, now on to Samaritan's Purse. Yeah, since we're not doing the shoe boxes anymore, and we talked about last year maybe donating money for a goat or whatever. A goat, a pig, a cow, uh, or something. Well, this list right here, and Steve was going to check on it and see if he could find a date, because we couldn't see one in this little uh, book. But, uh... It gives you a list of like hot meals for a child, seven dollars. Rescue children in crisis, seventy-five. It gives a list of what they want and how much it'll cost. So it was going to see about if we wanted to do any of this or just hold off. And he talked. Steve talked about uh, maybe since it's so close and we're just getting our meeting started, if we can do it like anytime during the year. We should be able to do it any time during the year. It might be best then, to kind of. I do know, other than food's important too, but um, water sources are just are deplenishing everywhere. Create access to clean water. So that that's a big one. Um, They've got the drill a well in the village, which is really expensive. But it's twenty dollars a share, and then there's bring clean water to. A community give a filter to a family yeah. now being able to supply stuff that would also like um well they've got from the look of this they've you got, got children you've projects. got victims in crisis then you've got impoverished families uh well, steve had mentioned there's one something about a um military family yeah down here and he mentioned something about uh, <clears throat> it said bless the marriage of a military couple operation heal our patriots so um that may have been what he was talking about yeah and military couples don't they, they well they, they don't go, get a lot so they, they go through a lot and they have a lot of expenses and then if they come back injured or all this stuff they have a lot of problems and expenses that uh, our country really doesn't take care of them in the way that they should anymore. They used to do a better job and uh, they don't do as good a job as they used to, it seems like. It seems like there are a lot more going without. Yeah. Well, and there's one here, like, just our group could do, Empower uh, Valuable Women. It's a women's project. That be women giving back to other women, oh, that's and that's just thirty dollars. Vulnerable women. Yeah. 
they are valuable. I yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dyslexic moment there. Turn the. No, it's okay. I just realized because I was like, where is that at? So, do y'all want to take the list and pray over, or do we want to pick something now to? to start taking money up for over the next few months or start donating to and push and what do y'all want to do? Do we need to just go ahead and pick something? What, what do you think? That's when I brought the list for to see what was going to well, We probably think... need to pick something, don't we, and push, push it and try to get it donated and if we get more than our goal we can either give more to that project or we could do more than one project mm -hmm. okay so if we picked it all of these are good goals that's hard to pick uh, well, <laughs> i mean say like what you're just saying gift a filter to a family water for a hundred dollars say if we get 145 we can plant a grove of trees for 40. so that would be like two different yeah so, we, so could, we can just have one go, and then after we reach the goal, we can pick something else. Yeah, I could say, like, give a give a dairy goat. That's $70. Mm -hmm. So if we got only got, like, $70 over the go. So I guess we need to pick one and set a reachable goal, and then... Um, well, I think... Let them know when we reach the end of it that we got this much so we're going to do this and we're going to do this if we get yeah at this point since we well, are low most, high low high low high most of the needs most? that um are overseas are going to be fresh water and medical care and food um here because we know that samaritan's purse does help here too you're going to see more of here. the the shoe boxes and feeding the hungry children um rescuing a, a child <coughs> in crisis because that helps them get out of whatever you know the shoe boxes are on the billboards now yeah mm -hmm. they have one right over there where you see it all the time but say like us we've kind of dropped it because they're lowering what you can see in and, and then, raising the tax mm -hmm. yeah and then one thing that definitely helps uh america is bless the marriage of a military couple which you have to raise um, 60 60 for a share what do you think we could pick that the church the ones that we have coming at present would get behind and give to well i'd say either children or military mm -hmm. but our, our church has a heart for children and military um so, either, well, since the share on it is $60, right? Yeah. The share on that, that's a share of Yeah, that's it, right? one share. So, we need at least $60 at least. to do that one. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, pick a child project that you um, like. I like the Rescue Children in Crisis. Mm -hmm. Do y'all like, like that one? It's 75 where does it say that? Oh, it's up at the top. Number two. 75. Okay, so 75 and 65. 
So why don't we say we have a goal of $200, because that's an even amount. I find even amounts are easier to remember. Now, yeah. I might be crazy, mm. but hey, crazy can remember 200. Okay, so. Well, what's over, because that was 135. We can run into Annie Armstrong, too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, like, what's ever left over can drop down, and we can do some of the, like, either gospel booklets or balls and sports gear or Jesus well, like if that if there's leftover we're, stuff. We're going to give as the women's group we can make up a difference mm -hmm. if they have trouble giving this year can't we on the $200. We're going well, we got 60682 so we could definitely make this up if we don't get enough. For yeah, and that's before the yearly budget right because Wayne hasn't dropped it because uh -uh. well, he's been sick. Since, we need to remind him this to is the first year drop youth and women's budgets. Why don't budgets? we set it as something reachable? And why don't It'll we pick those two to reach both sets of arms? <laughs> and uh, because some of them are going to want to do something in America. Some yeah. of them are going to want to do something. And that, the, and this one the could children be, think, the crisis could be in America or it could be yeah. out. Yeah. The, well, with the child one, that can be America, that can be overseas because it could be a war-torn country or it could be a homeless child or a child in an abusive home. Um, so that one reaches That one we don't get a worldwide. where the child is. Yeah. So they, they might as well know that right up front. Yeah. So reach a child in crisis. Now, how do we promote that? How do we advertise that? Because you're going to have to make you a board. You're going to have to promote it. You know what I'm saying? Like you used to the Samaritan's first. Get with it, girl. <laughs> uh, what are we going to have to do? Because to you want the veterans and you want the other, and you want to show them what we're giving to it and say our goal is 200 You know, and if you want to, you can do you like a little thermometer or a little ticky thing, and as we get up there, and if we get over the goal, like we said, we can do more but we can at least give this one part. And you know, like it takes a village. You know, they always say it takes a village to raise a child, yeah. right? Well, well we it can takes also, a village to help. <laughs> after we get done taking up, well, we're, the church is gonna take up, we can put these back out. And for anyone who just wants to give Samaritan Purse extra, they can choose whatever they wanna to give to, because not everyone gets the catalog. Yeah, and I think you're going to, somehow you're going to need some pictures and things. So I, I've got one, you've got what we, you know, we might have cut up, make some sort of bulletin board or something up there so they can see, so they can get it in their mind. Now, what we probably need to do is also take a picture for Facebook and put it on our Facebook page and let Dad put it on the webpage too. See, and let people know that we're still, it may be COVID, but we're still helping. <laughs> How does that sound, guys? Now, that's good. That's my opinion. What y'all think? Uh, are are y'all agreeable yes. with mm -hmm. those two things? Okay. Because I think that would meet both sets of hearts. That would meet the at-home missions and the away missions because we don't get you know or the foreign missions because we don't necessarily know where the child's going to be and a lot of times the poor countries is where a lot of this stuff goes yeah well and like, there's a lot of kids starving and trafficked and everything yeah so i i think that is the end of our business isn't it kim i think so so okay. kim's got so, to do that we've yeah. got to check with so dad we're 
shoot for as far as our goal, we're going to shoot for, I mean, just 135? 200. Or, let's round it up to a even I, number. Don't you think they'll remember yeah. the 200 easier? Mm -hmm. They'll remember that as Yeah, a and like anything and that's left over, we can pick something else and say, okay, goes to this. Well, and we know that we are. Or if we have enough to double what we picked, hey. Mm -hmm. And we already know out of that money that we do give, like, to save a life and things like that. So maybe we need to uh, just pick a goal that we know we can meet. If they don't give enough, you know, we can give that. So that is the end of our if we have a whole bunch of business there, part double. of our women's meeting. And we're going to start the Bible lesson here in just a second. Okay, today, because uh, while we were out, I did put some on the podcast. So if you didn't get those, you can catch up on them. But I did stop doing it for a while since we weren't having the meetings and all. It just, I'm sorry, talking to my phone in a room feels weird. Teaching to my phone just <laughs> feels a little weird to me, <laughs> uh, which is what I was having to do. But so today we have gotten all the way over to blessed dissatisfaction. Now, have you ever thought of dissatisfaction as being a blessing? It's kind of like, you know, I always had this concept of, or, or this thought um, that you never know what God's protecting you from. You know, like if you lose your keys and you're running late because you can't find your keys. Like when Bree was little, there was one day she wanted me to stay home, and she took my keys and hid my keys while I wasn't <laughs> looking. And I had to call in and tell them at work, look, my, my baby girl has hid my keys. I can't find them. I'm just going to have to take a day off today and find the keys because I have looked for 30 minutes and I can't find these keys. <laughs> and I spent the rest of the day looking. And uh, my husband has my extra keys, and he's at work. Well, I ended up, for the next couple of weeks, having to use my extra keys. You know, where we finally found the keys, they were under a pot, pushed all the way in the back cabinet. Now, how this little stinker got them all the way in the back of the cabinet, I don't know, but all the way in the back of the cabinet. And that was a day that we spent together, so she's happy, but I, I missed work that day. Now, I did have leave at that time because I worked for state. But um, what was God protecting me from that day? There might have been a wreck on the way. Maybe there was something she really needed mommy home for that day. You know, and she didn't need to go to her babysitters that day because maybe something was going to happen there. You, there are times that you have the blessing of interruptions. Well, dissatisfaction is that way. You can have a blessing of dissatisfaction. Um, as Christians, we all think, we want to think, we get saved, it's going to be glorious, we have this wonderful life. When you first get saved, you kind of think, okay, everything's set now, everything's going to be good. And, you know, then the devil jumps on you. Uh, but even when you're going along and things aren't so bad and you're doing right, and all, you kind of get in a rut to a certain extent, and you can become dissatisfied. Now, 
If you haven't done that, I certainly have. Have all y'all done that at least at one time in your life? I mean, we all get in a rut. I've done that at least at one time. Um, so, what Beth says here in this part, because this is a Beth Moore study, for those of you that haven't been with us on this, Living Free, Beth Moore. Um, she says basically that she believes God has created a nagging dissatisfaction in all of us for a, a wonderful reason. Just like that day I might have been being protected from a wreck or something bad happening. Um, well, this nagging dissatisfaction doesn't have to be a bad thing if it drives you back to God or towards God. Maybe you're not studying enough. Maybe you're not going to church enough. Maybe you've gotten a rut or in a bad habit. That's really easy during this COVID, isn't it? <laughs> you know, oh, it's really easy just to <clears throat> sit at home and cook your muffins and ignore everything. <laughs> I made 10 pies and John gained weight. He's yet to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I was making muffins and doing my garden. Um, but God purposely creates this in us because he wants us to come. He wants everyone to come to repentance. He doesn't want anyone to perish, right? Well, if everybody was satisfied without him or satisfied just rocking on, we'd never grow, we'd never learn, and then people would never feel convicted to come. So dissatisfaction itself can be a blessing. Um, now, when I say a nagging dissatisfaction, uh, look up Psalms 25:17. Like I said, this is not a big, long lesson. It is on dissatisfaction, but it's not a big, long one. Okay, so Psalms 25:17. Okay, and what versions do we have here? Um, get my reading. HCSB. Okay. Christian Standard. Okay. And have you got King James? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Because I, I like to compare. <coughs> what is what is yours, Lambert? King James. King James. Okay. Um, but you've already found it. Can you read us the King James version first? The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Oh, bring thou me out of my distresses. Okay, enlarged. Okay, uh, read, read us yours. The distress of my heart increase. Bring me out of my sufferings. Increase. Sufferings. Okay, now, whatever... Uh, version she used here because uh, she's kind of like makes you go between them to try to get a better understanding of the wording and stuff uh, the troubles of my heart have multiplied free me from my anguish and I believe the reason that she used this one is because they used the word anguish because distresses suffering anguish this all gives us an idea of agony, a tormenting um, pain or a torturing pain. Have you ever in your life been 
so broke or so broken, so much trouble, something's going on with your family, something's going on with work, uh, maybe you're about to lose your house, your car, and everything you own, you know, I mean, something bad is happening. Maybe you're about to lose your job, maybe uh, your mom, it, 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 like when my mom had Alzheimer's, it was going crazy when uh, maybe it's just so torturing to you mentally or physically that maybe your job is getting to be too much on you. And this is just an anguish to you. It's an agony to you. And you're pri crying out to God. God, I don't understand. I know you can answer. I just don't know if you're going to. <laughs> that kind of anguish is what she's talking about here. That kind of anguish usually does one of two things. It drives you to God, or it drives you away from God. Now, it's sad when we let us let the troubles, the distress, the anguish drive us away from God. But if we let it drive us to God, we can learn a lot during those times. Now, I've learned a lot during times like that. Sometimes the worst times of my life is when I have learned the most. Now, you think back on it. Close your eyes, man. Don't look at me. Think, when have you learned the most? Was it during times like that, or was it when everything was going perfect? Now, be honest with yourself. What do you think, Kim? What's it been like for you? For me, it's been some of those times. Mm -hmm. What about for you? You learn more, I guess, when you are like, depressed or whatever. You're, because... Like right now, it it's getting to be so stressful. And you, I'm, I'm ready to walk out. And we all feel like that about something at times. What about you, Linda? Same with me. I'm getting ready where I'm, I just want to go and retire. You're ready for retirement. Me too. Yes. Me too. Me too. I'm at the age. Me too, and I'm 10 years away. <laughs> well, I'm hopefully well, this I'm time. already drawing Social Security, so. All I, gotta do I can't is, do that yet. Say that's all I got to do is tell them I am not coming by. But is but have you noticed? Is that when you've learned more, or have you learned more at a different type of time? I mean, everybody's different. If you have, it's okay. Well, and too, yeah. I mean, it's just like I was beginning to learn more during Sunday school because we had. More, I mean, things you read and read and read. But then yeah, when Steve, you're, Steve really delves into it. Yeah. Uh huh. And then you learn more because you're picking out nitpicking stuff. And then when you have a say so, oh, I didn't see it that way before. What What about you? What do you think? Well, um, it um, depends on what's going on in my life mm -hmm. at that point. Because there's been sometimes during the good times, yeah, I've learned a lot more. But there's been sometimes during bad times. And I've had a lot in the past few years. So for um, you, it really kind of just depends on what's going on. I think it depends on my mental health the most because that's mm -hmm. what that's what affects me the most. It's not it's not necessarily outside events. It's my mental health and what triggers my mental health. Maybe an outside event, but then it goes back to where where am I? Am, am I at a point? Can I hear God's voice or what he's trying to tell me or feel it? Or am I too wrapped up in myself? Yeah. You can't get too wrapped up in yourself. 
Uh, all of us can. Um, I think for me it has been some of the worst times of my life when I have learned the most. And I think that's probably because I'm hard-headed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm willing to admit that. I'm stubborn. I'm hard-headed. No, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but but um, also I think it's because I tend to when things happen, when troubles come, my take on things. Now, this is not Beth. This is me. My, my take on things has always been, God, what are you trying to show me? God, help me get through this. Help me make it through this. Um, help me to learn what i got to learn so we can get through this. Because <laughs> well, my idea was when I learn what I've got to learn, maybe I can get on to the next thing, the next step. Because I'm always figuring life is a process, that there's something there to learn. Well, I know, like, um, during this time where we've had so much trouble with the vehicles, <laughs> it... I've had things where I've been depressed and stuff, but it has nothing to do with the vehicles, and I've been able to still talk with God and stuff, but it was actually affecting John in a different way, and he said that at one point he had to realize that he had to try and make himself happy, and he realized that one of those things was he hadn't been reading his Bible because he got lazy. He usually would read it at work. He um, During quarantine... He got out of the habit, and when he went back to work, he yeah, stayed I, out of the habit. And this is actually a good lesson for right now because during this, it, it's upset everybody's little internal balance. And um, I found myself not studying as much as I could, even when I had more opportunities, or not studying like I normally would. Uh, well, I've, I've actually found myself doing more but my yeah. mental health's been triggered in other ways to try and uh distract me from doing it yeah because uh, i was i was doing it more and then st stuff that would really affect how i felt would would come in and i'm like no i want to try and be positive i want to be happy i want to be happy stop yeah. making me unhappy and it is a choice a lot of times, uh, if you have a tendency towards depression or something, it is a choice to help yourself. It is also a choice to how close you want to be to God. You can be all the way up the mountain like Moses was. You know, we've talked about that. You can be halfway up the mountain. You can be down in the valley with the gold calf. But it's your choice. It's your choice. And this anguish is going to drive you to one of two places. It's either going to drive you down in the valley with a gold calf, or it's going to drive you heading up the mountain. Are you heading up the mountain? Now, for me, the way I question it, the way I do, is I always have said, well, what am I supposed to learn? Okay, I get it. I'm not studying enough, or I get it. I'm not doing this, or uh, I need to go to this book, or I need to quit doing this. You know, I... I figure there's always something to be learned. Maybe it's the teacher in me that just makes me think there's always something to be learned. I told that not everybody looks at it like that. You know, at one time, I really thought everybody looked at it like that. You know, I did. Why not? You know? <laughs> so, I guess um, it's just like with Ashley. She's still on my Facebook, but I got well, I can't see her post. Because every time I'd see it, it hurt me deep down. Yeah. So I just had to uh, unsee her post, and it's made me pray more and more for her every day. 
Yeah. Please put somebody in her path that'll lead her back. Yeah, that, that's like me and, and a certain sort, which everyone at the table knows. And I had to uh, get off of Facebook for a while. It was giving her panic attack. And I will say, uh, when I went to Oxford Fest by myself, I was doing fine. I had my mask on. I, I, I saw people that I hadn't seen in a while. I was excited. And then I heard the person. And I had to leave because it triggered my anxiety really bad. And I still love this person. I still pray for this person. But right now, I can't have this person in my life because it's bad for my mental health. Well, that's why I'm thinking about her. The holidays are coming up. We're going to be together. Well, she was here. But you never know <clears throat> what God is going to do <clears throat> with that. Yeah. It's hard. It hurts. It, it is. Because, I mean, we've, we've watched her grow from a little girl to the young woman she is now. And she's she's grown. Mm-hmm. Her faith can't be our faith. It's got to be hers. She's got to learn it. And we're disappointed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are things. I think, you know, she's searching. And she's trying to understand because so, it, it's a hard thing to understand what you believe in how the world is today and what it pushes you to be. And well, and so much of Christianity now is very lukewarm. Uh, there's a lot of dangerous doctrine out there that is not, that sounds smart, that is not smart because when you look further into it, it's somebody else's belief and not God's. It's well, if you look, the way somebody else interprets. If you look something. at it, okay, taking it back to the '60s when all the cults came up, and we look at it now, and we're like, how can those people have believed those things? Those mm-hmm. crazy people. Well, you look today, and you look at the doctrine springing up and everything, and people are eating it up because they want. So they're they're wanting to fill that thing in them that they're filling with opinions and stuff instead of well, going to the, the source. They're mm. wanting to justify. Yeah. They're wanting to justify. And so in order to justify, you have to negate the King James Version. You have to negate mm-hmm. the way something was interpreted. Well, or this was interpreted different. That was interpreted The world's different. also taught a corrupt form of tolerance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... It, Take away discipline, and then that's and um, the world also <clears throat> believes that to be a Christian, you check your intelligence at the door. So, and that it's it's not wrong to question. So I but think it is wrong to not. There's some people that that get into this dissatisfaction, and instead of seeing it as a blessing, they start to seek out things because they're wanting to feel they they want to get rid of that dissatisfaction, and instead of allowing it to allow them to be closer to God. Mm-hmm. It they okay. decide to turn the other way and they listen to the other people around them um who may not have their best interest at heart just because at what that person's saying right then feels good, but that does not mean it's good for you. Well this goes back into something else that Beth says. This leads us back around to it. Christians can be miserably 
dissatisfied. This is a quote from her. If they accept Christ's salvation, yet reject the fullness of a daily relationship that satisfies. Daily walking with God. Daily talking with God. You think if you're, if you're doing that, God's going to lead you wrong? No, he's going to help you correct some of those things. He's going to lead you down the path. And he's not going to lead you into some offshoot of something crazy. He's going to lead you down the main path. Um, well, you're supposed to... Supposed you can't to just trust the, the preachers, the teacher. You're supposed to study Search it yourself. It, it is yourself. your faith. Our, our faith is not our pastor's faith. Our faith is not our parents. Our faith is our own. That's why our salvation, it's, it's not between everybody. It's between you and God. Well, I think what's happening is nowadays people uh, think that, especially like if you're Baptist or you're this or you're that, you're a definite denomination or you're definite this, if you're more conservative, you are judgmental. And it's not that we're judgmental. It's just that we recognize the sin. You're supposed to love the sinner and hate the sin. But that does not mean that you completely accept that sin. No. That means that you do not agree with them, but you also do not go out and kill them. You know, well, you're supposed <laughs> to show that person love. That, that's what it truly means to be taller. It's just to show God's love, not, not human God's love, love, God's love. Because that's, that's true love. But the world's idea of accepting now would be having a Christian bakery bake a cake or serve a wedding that well, is a homosexual. Well, no, what wedding. would be tolerant is it not to be a Christian bakery, for them just to be a bakery and have their faith do nothing with the rest of their life, that it's separate. Their faith is completely separate from the rest of their life. And that no one knows it. And see, we we grew up, and most of us, and we lived in a time when if this was a Christian bakery, then another non-Christian denomination probably wouldn't even darken the door to ask them. No, they could. You know, they would go to the. If they were they're Hindu, more comfortable? They would go to just one that didn't purport to be a Christian bakery, or one that maybe was a Hindu bakery, or a. A Muslim bakery or a Jewish yeah. bakery or because then everything would be kosher. Or, and that doesn't seem odd to us because you're not segregating. It's just no. then they're meeting the dietary requirements for that religion because some of those religions have dietary requirements. Yeah. Well, the same well thing it's like goes going to a gluten gay. bakery or a gluten-free bakery. You shouldn't step foot in a gluten bakery. No. <laughs> and I do like the gluten. But food. there's bakeries that, like that specialize in not having any allergens. They don't have soy. They don't have milk. They don't have nuts. So they're an allergen-free bakery. But if I, therefore, in this country, if I'm running a Christian bakery and I have a gay couple come in, I should be able to nicely tell them, I'm sorry, but this is against my religious beliefs. Um, there is a bakery down the way that is run by another lady or a man that I know that would that it would not bother them to do this, and they do a really good job. What is disrespectful about that? According, that is, well, according to the way they are saying now, this kind of thing is being judgmental and it's being um, discriminatory. Well, the thing is, it's, it, it's, is, it is just a cake. 
why not just have a regular cake? Why does it have to have something special on it well, to identify what you are? I found a why within this study, and we're fixing to get into that in just a minute. So let's go a little further. Okay, so that daily relationship should lead you down a track. And like I said, I found a why in Isaiah that actually makes a little bit of sense here. Um, let's look, and like I said, she says that it, and it is true, I believe, dissatisfaction is only a terrible thing when we don't let it lead us to Christ. Dissatisfaction is not justification unless you make it that. And that's what's going on with a lot of uh, the world. The world. Well, is they're like, justifying their sins instead of trying to uh, have their sins cleansed or trying to do better. Well, or, yeah, they could do better. Or even they could just do, rejecting God. They're trying to justify. They could it. do things both sides. Now, does that peacefully? Mean, yeah. Does that mean we don't have sin? Well, see, I grew up to in a generation where I don't have to agree with you to love you. I can sit here and totally disagree with you about something. But I'm not going to pull out a gun and shoot you because I disagree. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with you over doctrine. You know, Paul tells us not to argue doctrine. But what's happening now, and I see it more and more, is there is this thought that if you don't agree with me, you are my enemy. If you don't vote the same way I do, if you don't believe the same way I do, if you don't... Uh, live the same way I do, then you are my enemy. And this, yeah. Used to when not be. when did politics become such a huge thing? Yeah, I know. Like to just take over your life. Yeah, it, everything is very decisive now, and I think it is because of, even with the COVID and all these things, uh, you notice when certain agendas started getting pushed, 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 suddenly COVID came. I really think that we are setting up and we are getting closer and closer to the end times. Mm -hmm. And I think the divisions that we're seeing in the world, as well as the things, the viruses, well, the different things that coming about is the sickness. Of well, if you look, it's making has. America fall apart and we're not mentioned as a high ranking person in, in revelations. Well, now, also, there are those Christians, you know, that look like they're baptized in pickle juice, she mm -hmm. says. Uh, it, Steve describes it as sitting on an ice cube, sucking on a lemon, drinking pickle juice. You know, now, there are those Christians that have acted that way in the past. Now, what the problem is when you see that is they are a dissatisfied Christian. And hopefully, all of us have probably been there at one time, but we weren't quite that bad. But, you know, maybe we were. <laughs> I hope not. Well, I think but, we've all at least seen someone we, that way, too. And we're like, we'll never be that way if we've been that way. Yeah. We've, <laughs> all, we've all been in church with somebody that we're like, jeez. Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, and we've all thought, you know, if they've got the love of God in them, where is it? You know, I mean, we've all felt that way. And if you haven't thought that, oh, you haven't met a lot of Christians. <laughs> but well, because a couple here. Because we're we have to, one here right now. We're supposed to be the most satisfied, joyous people because we're supposed and, to show god's and light are, and love sitting on our ice cubes sucking on our living drinking pickle juice because you know? i mean <laughs> you gotta think if jesus walked in and that's all he saw like 
he'd walk right out. Anytime. There's no happiness can here. You, can you look? Can't you just see him looking at you going, mm. <laughs> but It's just I, like with a Hallmark. I love that. Station, because they it's good, clean. Now they've had one with a gay couple getting married. I didn't watch it. And I won't watch it. No. But, but the rest of them, it, it don't mess me up from the doing away with the rest of them because I like those movies. I understand what you're saying. You don't have a choice what kind of movies they make, so you choose which ones you watch, mm -hmm. what edifies you. But it's, it's a terrible thing when we don't let it lead us to Christ. Now, what is happening with that, what's causing the dissatisfaction is they're needing a closer walk. There's something they're needing from God. They're not getting. They're ignoring something that they're needing. And what happens with that, you have a hungry heart. You're thirsty. Hangry. People get hangry. They're, <laughs> they're, they're hungry. They're spiritually hangry. They're spiritually uh, hangry. Okay. It's just like, like it was a Hallmark. You know, it was just family or, well, Disney used to be. But now it's got to cater all. Yep. Well, see, they, these these people with the pickle juice, they're, they're, they're hangry, like we said, and it, they're not letting it drive them to God. They're, they're letting them... liking the pickle juice. Sitting, That's the problem. They're sitting in that rut, <laughs> and it's kind of where they get... Well, we used to always do it, and I've said things about my generation, I know, yeah. but we, you we, can't we used always to do it, do it way. that way. We used to do it that way. It's got to be the same message done a different, different way. way for mm -hmm. a different generation. It's the same message, though. And the message doesn't change. The where, way you present the message does. It's yeah. like Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby. They're Christian-based. So far, they have stuck to their faith. Yes. They hadn't let, like uh, several years ago, the gays wanted, protested Chick-fil-A, but yet they stuck with their guns. Well, now that dissatisfaction in and of itself that we're talking about can cause idol worship. And you're mm -hmm. going, idol worship? There are other things in someone who is dissatisfied life that they don't realize. They do not realize. You do not realize. They don't realize that they're putting ahead of God. Ahead of God and that is what is causing such a spiritual dissatisfaction. It's like a tug of and war it, in their soul. Makes and them more dissatisfied. All they know is they're angry. They're hangry. They're hungry and they go do what they want to do or what they're putting ahead. And it may be something well, silly. I usually find you know, it might not be necessarily the, something we'd see as a sin. Those people, and even myself has done it, when you get in that point, you want everyone to be down there with you. And so you're in their face. Well, now, we, we, I remember we had someone here who every time they got really, really upset, they, they were a good person, they were a safe person, but... But every time they got hangry, <laughs> yeah, they wanted they everyone want you else. to be right down there with them. But and that be just just hangry. But <laughs> their and they position, want to take it out on you. Yeah, and that <laughs> their position may not have always been right. So you don't, you, you can't always be with that person when they're down well, there this, because then it will make you hangry instead of you being satisfied well, in the and Lord. This person even admitted they were like that. They went to the point that when they had a, a, a death in the family. Man, they took it out on everybody. Everybody. <laughs> the church, the people, the everybody. And 
some people didn't even realize it, but they finally, believe it or not, when God really got hold of them and brought them back around out of that grief, because part of it was how they handled grief, they realized what they had done and how they had hurt people and how they hurt. They had gone on by that time, but believe it or not, that person actually came back to Steve and apologized. Big shock. <laughs> but, you know, we'd been praying for that person. I'm glad to see that God brought them up out of that grief and that dissatisfaction. So that, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Hey, you know, we're willing to put well, up with a lot just to see that happen. But, well, um, also, sometimes our timing is not God's timing. So if we want someone to come out of their dissatisfaction, it's not quite time yet. God's like, they're still learning. They're still growing. They have to come to me. You can't force sometimes them. Sometimes you just And it hurts because you're like, I just I want to hit them over the head. Just, yeah, you I can't know. do that. Sometimes it, you just got to pray and put up with <laughs> but it's Or just pray like, and get away from <laughs> Like me right now, it's just I'm praying for this right so much we'll just that pray she'll and come back. But and please, God, don't come back until she does. Now, it's just you're because the way things are going down in this country now, you don't think it can last much longer. I mean, God's gonna have to come pretty soon. Well, and it will all come in God's time. We can't yeah. make it quicker, we can't make it, but it's just slower. Like we're running out of time. Oh, it could get well, a whole lot worse. It, we've been uh-huh. running out of time since Jesus reascended, so <laughs> when, when it's time, it'll be time. But um, how how do we remove these idols? Focus on God. How do we remove it? That's part of it. You choose to recognize first that they exist. If it's the television, if it's your coffee, if, if it's, it's yourself, your boyfriend, if it's your girl, your girlfriend, well, if, it's if, so, it's, if it's something. A lot of people who get in this mood when you if get into if you when you get in depression and stuff, yourself becomes the idol because you're under your pity tree. Your pity tree, and your pity tree is a pride tree, and so you become an idol yourself, and so that's blocking until you realize, oh my goodness, all I ever do is worry about myself. All I ever do is complain. Yeah, where's the happiness? If I'm not giving other people happy, how the heck am I going to be happy? We choose to recognize they exist, and then you have to admit the inability. Of whatever this is, whether it's your children, your husband, even your church can become an idol. Your job. Your job can become an idol. And you don't realize these things that you're putting them first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your hobby. Your political beliefs. Your political beliefs can become (laughs) an idol. All of this can become an idol that you put ahead of God. Now, that's the question there. When are you, is it causing dissatisfaction because you're putting it? up here and God should be right here. That's where the problem comes in. So first you gotta recognize that it exists. If you've got a lot of dissatisfaction, time to figure out what's in the way. Start well, praying for God to reveal it to you and find out what it is. And at first you're not gonna be willing to accept it because it's probably gonna be something <clears throat> that you're very attached to. Be like um, Steve says, A B C. At one time my children were an idol. I can honestly say that. I loved my children so much that I really did put them ahead of my relationship with God without realizing I was doing it. Does that make sense? 
these are things that you don't, re that are not necessarily bad. You just don't realize that they're coming first. Uh, my relationship with Stephanie. And, and from time to time, I have to fight that battle. Uh, admit your, these things' inability to completely satisfy you. It's like a God-shaped hole. You know, there's a song that says that there's a God-shaped hole in, in, in our soul. And nothing can fill that but God. And we try to fill it with, and people think, oh, well, it's drugs, it's this, it's that. It can be good things, too, like your children, your husband, your church, your work. Yeah, it can be all these things that look great on the outside, but had, you're putting it in front of God. I had a cousin that tried to fill it, and we could see it from the outside, but she couldn't see it for years. Tried to fill hers with her work, and her and her family suffered, and her relationship with God suffered, and she's on her second marriage now. Um, I have a young couple I'm constantly praying about now. That that I worry about, and all because I think. Some of their things that they're putting first are hampering their relationship with God. They're, they're pushing them away when they're having troubles of the world rather than dragging them to. Everything that happens seems to push the well, other way. And I, I, As emotional I, beings, we put emotion in front of God yeah. a lot, too. We put yeah. what we're feeling and in I'm front of God instead of taking those emotions to God. I'm probably guilty of that at times myself because I'm a very intuitive person. Well, um, I think we forget our anger that can become an idol. Some, cause, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. Cause, <laughs> I mean, some people just like being angry. Some people like being angry. <laughs> we got and some people cause things to trigger them to be... Some people are drama llamas. To, <laughs> to be angry that shouldn't be uh, triggering in a way. They've just connected it to something bad instead of and instead of taking to God and letting that part heal so that thing is no longer a trigger they've just let it fester and well and everything. We're, we're warned of this over and over again in scripture you know the nation Israel sinned in the sight of the Lord a lot of times this was idolatry they kept letting idolatry come in kept letting other things get up there either equal with God or and then they would God. cry out to God God would help them because it's his people and then, like a child, after a while, they go back to <laughs> Well, now listen to this passage. This is, and y'all can look it up in yours. You might even want to mark it because this sounds, she says it sounds haunting. It's Isaiah 2, 6 through 7. She says it sounds hauntingly like our arrogant, haughty, prosperous America right now. It says, they are full of superstitions from the east. They practice divination like the Philistines. Now, this is not the King James Version, so we'll read it in a minute. And clasp hands with pagans. They, their land is full of silver and gold, and there is no end to their treasures. The land is full, their land is full of horses, and there is no end to their chariots. Isaiah 2, 6 through 7. Now, you've got the King James Version, one of you. Whoever's got King James, read that to me. 2, 6, and 7. Uh-huh. 6, there, six through 7. Yeah. Therefore thou hast forsaken thy people, the house of Jacob, because they that replenish from the east and are soothsayers like the Philistines, and they please themselves 
and the children of strangers. Their land also is full of silver and gold, neither is there any end of their treasures. Their land is also full of horses, neither is there any end of their chariots. Okay. Um, Bree, is yours different from mine? Or is it yeah. For you have abandoned your people from the house of Jacob, because they are full of divination from the east, and of fortune tellers like the Philistines. They are in league with foreigners. Their land is full of silver and gold, and there is no limit to their treasures. Their land is full of horses, and there is no limit to their chariots. Okay. Now, I wanted to, I, I'm looking at this, I'm reading it, and I'm thinking. What well, is can I also <laughs> read verse 8? Okay, go ahead. Their land is full of idols. They bow down to the work of their hands, to what their fingers have made. Yeah, you, you know, whether it's a statue or not, a lot of people are so proud well, of what they've done. Yeah, it, that becomes their idol. It, they bow down to the work of their hands, to what their fingers have made. I mean, that, that's the world today. That's what the world preaches is what should be most important. Yeah, yeah, that is very worldly. That is a lot of the world. Now, um, let's see. Basically, this where it says God has abandoned or forsaken. The Remember back then, the Spirit didn't indwell. Now, this is Isaiah, right? Yeah, the, and, and Jesus had come, so the uh, so Holy Spirit had come. The Spirit didn't indwell. It came upon. So... When they were getting way, way off into idolaters, the Spirit would leave them, okay? So it's not that God, because, you know, he promises he'll never leave us or forsake us. It's not that he goes totally away. He couldn't rest upon them, okay? Well, the same thing happens see. with the Spirit within us. We can grow so callous that we can't hear it. We can grow so callous and so that we don't hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us because it's tried and tried and tried and we keep turning a deaf ear. It's like, uh, it's like having a, <laughs> this is a bad analogy, I guess. It's like having an ear full of snot <laughs> because you're, you know how, how so the, well, wax, whatever, because you know how the, the, the allergies are this season and COVID or no COVID, your, your ears can well, fill up. And then you can't hear well. You hear yourself talking, like in a can, but you don't hear It's like we put it on mute. With them, it would feel, would the emptiness just feel more Empty. physical, more, more tangible than what we feel? Probably. Because our faith is different than what their faith was back then. Because we it, have Jesus. We have it, grace. It probably was more tangible because if you are truly saved, the Holy Spirit's still in there. You just have it like Because, I mean, there's certain people God speaks you're not more through. to it. God speaks more through feeling or, I mean, yeah. God speaks to everyone and differently. Here, here, the Holy Spirit that was resting upon them would literally have moved on yeah. somewhere else where it was more welcome. <laughs> so I just want, because... The way God speaks to me is usually through feeling. And when I'm going through a dissatisfied time, I can feel literally empty. Abandoned. Yeah. yeah. Just, so it makes me wonder how they felt since the Spirit would actually come and rest upon them because it wasn't indwelling them. Probably 
Very right. abandoned. And is that why, I mean, today, over here in America, we find it weird that they worship statues back then. I think that may have made it easier. But, yeah, because, I mean, that that's what, but they didn't have TV back then. <laughs> so, you know. Well, and that's, you know, the statues themselves are not a big part of our culture like they are in India. And, yeah, we And some of these other, you know, other nations that still have very much idol, idol worship. Yeah, monuments are, they're not a big deal in America. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> That's why what's happening to them is happening to them. Well, now notice it says here the practice of divination like the Philistines and class hands with the pagans or the foreigners. So the mysticism, the stuff that mysticism has looks become nice. much more popular. Again, the, and it's not just the fun Halloween-y stuff. It's the belief no. in it. It's the if, real belief in it. If you go on TikTok, there's the witch side of TikTok and the pagan side of TikTok. And some of them claim to be Christian witches. And just watch them like, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> well, soothsayers basically are fortune tellers or trying to tell the future. But I, Okay, and it yeah. plainly says, if you read through this whole chapter of Isaiah, because I wanted to see where this was coming from, if you read through... Uh, if you read through chapter 44 of Isaiah and stuff, you'll notice some things where it talks about basically God proves himself because he's the only one who can truly tell the future. Yeah. And because we always want to know because it's unknown. We, yeah. Humans hate the unknown. <coughs> well, we're supposed to walk by faith, faith, not by sight. And a lot of times if we knew exactly what lay ahead, it wouldn't take a whole lot of faith. No. But now divination is the practice of seeking to know the future by supernatural means. So that's what they're talking about here. Because I wanted to know, we'll make sure I had a good understanding of that. And then pagans. Now pagans, we think we know what that is. But also in some of the other versions, it says foreigners. Okay, basically what it's talking about here is Gentiles. Okay, or in our day and time, non-Christians. You know, take that time, this time. Gentiles at that time would have been non-Jewish. Yeah, yeah, everyone who's not an God. Israelite is yeah. a now, Gentile. Now, for our time, it would be non-Christians because they're not worshiping the one true God. So it speaks, uh, if you go through... Uh, and you might want to mark that down to kind of read through and search out Isaiah 44, too. It speaks of not clasping hands with these pagans. They clasp hands with these pagans. They were entering in. I did a little bit of a history study to see. started looking up some helps. And it says the Israelites had not turned to their creator God to deliver them, trusting in instead in alliances formed. Where's my reading glasses on your head okay sorry alliances formed alliances formed in their own wisdom in the security of possessions even in lifeless blocks of wood to say the same phenomenon occurs whenever people purposely harden themselves to god's truth um so you people can harden themselves to god's truth also 
they these alliances that it's talking about this was a time when they were entering into um, business agreements with non-believers basically like for example if I had a friend that was a Hindu and we entered into a business agreement together and this Hindu friend uh, or Buddhist friend let's say Buddhist because they definitely have a statue Hindus don't always have exactly the same thing uh, so because there's different types of Hinduism but anyway they're Buddhist and they want a statue of Buddha there and they want to pray Hindus have statues you know to to them and uh, when some there's different types of Hinduism though, but, right. but anyway so they want to have this in the back of the business and pray to it every day and they're like this is no different than you having a Bible there and praying and and so I've entered into a contract with these people and if they want to openly sell little statues of Buddha and stuff like that, well, that's their half owners. They, they can do this. So this kind of stuff, this kind of alliance is spoken against right here. Do you see what I'm saying? You're tolerating too much. You're valuing the money that you're going to make from this business alliance more than you're valuing God because you're allowing this other to creep into your life. Now, it's okay that you're witnessing to this person, this person is your friend, but maybe they should not be your business partner. Now, do you see how this goes back to what we were talking about, about the Christian business? Well, it'd be like what Steve said several times. A Christian has got some sinful friends. Well, I'm going to hang out with them to try to bring them back to God, which in return, it, they'll draw him away from his Christianity. Yeah. And uh, now it says the land is filled with silver and gold. There's no end to their treasures, their riches. So it's not saying that this is not profitable for them or this was not being profitable for them, but this is where some of their idol worship and stuff was coming in. Well, like money for us today. Money is a treasure for us today. And you enter into this business agreement with either this atheist or this or that. Maybe this, maybe you enter in with an atheist friend. And y'all are friends and you've witnessed to them for years and they accept that you're a Christian, but they don't want you handing out tracts. They don't want you doing anything Christian in your business. This is our partnership. That hampers you in that way. I was going to say, it'd be like today. You believe my way or it's no way. Yeah, and say there's nothing wrong with you trying to witness to this person, but if you value that money more than you value your God, you're putting the wrong thing first. Now do you see what I'm saying about it does matter to this Christian person. Not they, They're not being intolerant. They are not allowing things into their business practice that go against their religion. There is nothing wrong with that. But they were allowing the things into their daily life in this practice that was hurting it. It was more than just witnessing to this friend. They were becoming so wrapped up in with them financially that they couldn't say, 
no, you can't sell statues of Buddha <laughs> inside the shop. Uh, you no, know, you know, I'm not comfortable with that. Well, if you can't do that, then you can't sell Bibles over here. Do you see what I'm saying? It may be God provided you with a business opportunity because you were supposed to be able to have this little section over here with these little Christian books. Or maybe people were going to come in and they were going to see a Christian businessman and they were, you were going to get a chance to witness. So do you see what I'm saying? It hampered everything and it began to take over their lives because they're like, I'm making so much money. But I'm making so much money, I gotta keep this person happy, gotta keep this alive. You know. Um, and that happens today. Now, and the same thing could be said even for a, a Jewish person. We worship the same God, but we don't agree who Jesus is. Right? Right. Uh, well, if they're not a Christian Jew. Well, if they're not a saved Jew. So, we know Jesus as a baby growing up, and they just think, oh, oh he's going to come human size, man size. Yeah, they st to them, the Messiah still hasn't come. They, th mm -hmm. oh, they think he was just a They prophet. thought he was going to come when he came as a roaring lion and to save them at that time from the Romans. And he came as the lamb first. Yeah. That was when he came as the lamb. The and and God comes, told him that he would come as the lamb first because he would be a sacrifice. But they did not emphasize that. They emphasized stuff at one time. They did yeah. not emphasize it. Well, they looked at other prophecies talking and about... And they also say we take the scriptures too literal. Well, they looked at other prophecies talking about the second coming of Christ when he does come like a roaring lion. Well, and we're almost to the end. Uh, what time is it? Uh, 12, Twelve something. Yeah, 12 to yeah, 10. I guess we're going to have to stop in the middle. I, did, I thought it was a shorter lesson than that. Oh, well, we, we got, got to, to discussing. But um, <laughs> there's no sign of God's presence among the people in this. And see, even in your daily life, if you are a Christian, there should be signs of God's presence in your life. You should not be the most dissatisfied person in the room. You should not be in a business that is selling things that are non-Christian. You should not be um, in a season of sin, basically. And that's what's happening. You're, you're with these people. They're withdrawing from God because they value these things. In our world, this land, this land is filled with horses. There is no end to the chariots. What about cars? <laughs> I thought about cars, you know, because they're everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, and the, our transportation. So they had really cool transportation. Well, I wish cars. I had transportation that worked. Okay, mm -hmm. now, Steve says that reminds him of the parable of the fig tree. I said, well, okay, tell me how. Well, <laughs> what it amounts to is because you're getting away from God, you might be saved, but you're not bearing fruit. And remember the fig tree had no fruit. Now maybe at one time you bore fruit, but you're getting further and further and further because you put something else up there ahead of God and you're getting further and further and further from him. And you're still saved, but you're not bearing fruit. Well, that fig tree got cursed by Jesus because it was not bearing fruit. So it was still a fig tree, 
Yeah, it was a, it was a they, useless fruit tree. But they don't get very big now, do they? <laughs> <laughs> so think about it. Think about it. You don't want to be the cursed fig tree. You want to realize what your idols are, and you want to pray about them and ask God to remove them and put you back, back into putting him first. Back, bring you back into his will is how us Baptists say it. Um, oh, I will go over this one thing, and then we're going to stop. Because this is funny. Okay, she says, which of the following would be examples of neglecting physical needs? Because when you start doing this, you can even neglect physical needs because a person is seeking satisfaction from a false god. You realize that? You can do, neglect your physical needs as well. Okay, now, listen to uh, one. Uh, and basically, all of these can. Not feeding our bodies properly in an attempt to achieve a desired appearance. Diet. <laughs> dieting is not bad in and of itself, but dieting we know doesn't work. Change of habit works. And we also know... It'd be like the one that gets anemic. They eat so much and then they go... You can and, also get obsessed with dieting and it becomes your idol. Mm -hmm. And how you appear, God doesn't look at the outward appearance. God looks at the inward man. And we become too obsessed with right. outward appearance. We only okay. got like four minutes okay. left. To <laughs> Avoiding medical care due to fear. You're putting your fear above God. Because I got parents like that. <gasps> oh. <laughs> now, uh, working excessive hours to achieve wealth. Beco me. Becoming a worker. Becoming a workaholic. Work yeah, I, I know some people like this, that. This is basically becoming a workaholic. Uh, sacrificing needed sleep to watch late night television. Nope. No. Yeah, yeah I failed him that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I never thought of that as an idol. That, that I tend to be a night owl and I get mad because I gotta go to bed on time and I wanna stay up late because I hate getting up early. <laughs> I do too. But this is, yeah, you don't think about this, but these things, these silly little things, mm -hmm. can become big things, and you're putting them ahead of God. Well, I stayed up, and I watched this ball game, but I stayed up late, or I stayed, so I'm not going to church. No, not just, <laughs> uh, yeah. I can even say for sure, when I was, before Rick and me got married, and I was working at Waffle House, I got off at 6 in the morning. I'd go home, get ready. I'd go to church and then go home and go to bed. <laughs> and remember, remember what I said too, idols can take the place or the form of humans, people that we care about. Yeah. God has to come first. In all things. In all things or it's an idol. These things are important. They come yeah. under there. Mm -hmm. My children are important. My husband's important. God should be here. Do you, do you understand? Watching television at night, I'm a night owl. Maybe I want to do that, but it shouldn't be up here. You need to say your closing remarks. So, in closing, <laughs> please read over Isaiah 44, the chapter. There's as a long chapter. Just take it a little bite at a time. And look at your study helps in your Bible if, you've, if you're using a study Bible to kind of suss it out and look through it more. Um, you will see what I mean about the time period Isaiah is talking about.
And Steve is probably going to go over there because in a couple of weeks. Isaiah. Yeah, because he, yeah, he's, he's in Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know how I right ended up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I ended up in Isaiah, and he ended up in yeah. Isaiah. Well, no. before we got one more minute, so we need to say closing prayer on here. Mm -hmm. and All right, everybody, pop and stop as I tell the children. <laughs> Dear God, thank you so much for this lesson, and thank you for the gift of dissatisfaction. Let it pull us back to you. Thank you for always knowing what we need, whether it is dissatisfaction or a lost pair of keys to keep us safe. Dear God, even if it's just simply pushing us to share our faith, to reach out, to show love to community through Trunk or Treat, or whether it's through a podcast and we're trying to reach out to others that need to hear that dissatisfaction can lead them back to God. That's the only time it's a sin is when it doesn't lead you to God. Dear God, help us to remember that. Forgive us.